you can't put Jesus Christ on a shelf with all the other prophets and wise sages and religious leaders. He will not stay on that shelf. He sh he's either way above them or way below them because of the nature of his claims. What do I mean? I'll go, you, you, when you read the Gospels accounts of Jesus, it's just astounding. Not so much the direct claims, sometimes it's the indirect things that most hit me. You know, there's a place in Luke chapter 10 where Jesus is talking to his disciples about demon possession. And they were talking about people they saw who had demons. And he's talking about demons. And suddenly Jesus, this is in Luke 10, suddenly Jesus says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. What? You know, he's having this conversation with his disciples. He says, yeah, I was there before the creation of the material universe and I saw Lucifer go bad. What a sight. Matthew 23, it goes on. I mean, it's almost an offhanded comment. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus says, I keep sending you prophets, wise men, and teachers. What? Notice he doesn't say, God, has, I am a great wise man, I am a teacher, I am a great prophet, and God has sent me. No, he says, I am the force behind the universe that's been sending all the prophets and the wise men and the teachers and the religious leaders. What? You read any of the prophets in the Bible. Read Isaiah, Jeremiah, any of the prophets, and they're always saying, Thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. This is not my idea, they say. Thus saith the Lord. Jesus never stoops as low as to say that. Do you realize that? Never does Jesus say, Thus saith the Lord. Never. All he ever says is, Truly, truly, I say unto you. Jesus Christ's consciousness of being the transcendent, uncreated, the transcendent, uncreated, beginningless God of the universe. It permeates everything he says. It, it's behind everything he does. It's on every page such that you can't extricate his teaching about love or ethics as, you know, from it in any way because everything he teaches is based on that self-understanding. And what does that mean? He can't be on the shelf. He's either way above them or way below them. Uh, N.T. Wright put it this way very well. He says, How can you live with a terrifying thought that the hurricane has become human, that the fire has become flesh, that life, capital L, itself has walked into our midst? Christianity either means that or it means nothing. It is the most devastating disclosure of the deepest reality in the world or it is a sham, a total nonsense. Most people unable to cope with saying either of those two things, are condemned to live in the shallow world in between. And that's exactly right. Most people cannot cope with saying either of those two things, and yet those are the only two things that you can say if you have even a shred of intellectual, spiritual, moral, or emotional integrity. Why? When you read the Bible, and you read, his, you read Jesus' sayings, read Jesus' words, read Jesus' deeds, when you see that, how can you call that wicked, a sham? I mean, it's too nice. But you see, if it's true, then you have got to throw everything in your life down at his feet and say, command me. See, either it is a sham, either he is wicked, either he is a lunatic, or else every particular of your life has to revolve around him. And there is nothing in the middle. There is no other position with regard to him that has any integrity at all. And almost nobody can cope with either of the only positions that have integrity. Most of us are right in the middle. And as N.T. Wright says, what a shallow place to be.